How are you liking Blue Sky? I ask as Stevie hits a party favor, so Stevie can't answer right now. It's really horny. Yes, it is. <laughs> Holy shit. It is one of the horniest social media websites I think I've ever seen. I, this is literally, like, how do I express this? This is the only social media where I think I will probably go back in and disable adult content. <laughs> Not because I'm against it, but because I cannot peruse it safely in Twitter or, or safely in public. What I was going to say was, with, with, with Twitter, you have the leisure of, of a second, more private account. You know? That's what most yeah. people do. You, 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 you know, your, your secret account, your nasty account. Blue Sky, do you really don't... If you use one of your invite codes to make a second nasty account... Fuck you, man. You know? <laughs> and so, obviously, I'm not going to do that. And I haven't gotten an invite code yet, because I'm still new. I'm still Lisky. But it's really horny. <laughs> it's really horny in there. Oh, my God. That's why I set it to where it doesn't automatically show up. It gives you a warning first. So you have to click the thing to That's actually... smart. That is smart. I set it to do that with some things, but I don't think I set it with all of them. That's on me. That's on you. It's very gay, point. though. It is, it is quite gay. It's very gay. It's very trans. I quite enjoy it. Last time we recorded, I don't think I had it yet. I think you just... Yeah, I, I had just got on You'd there. like just got it. Yeah, we got very lucky in that the devs gave everybody uh, like one invite code. And mine came from Micah, which was sicko, sicko cool. But now I have to yeah, decide... Yeah, except the problem is mine. it led in... It ended up getting an influx of kind of bad users. Unsurprising. I figured that would happen too. Yeah. Yeah. So... There's conflict in them, their websites. Yeah, I've been seeing that here and there. Like, every so often, I'll, I'll catch a whiff of discourse that feels a little too much like Twitter, and I'm like, all right, that's enough. And and I I'm, I, I don't want it to be... I don't want it to be like Twitter at all, really. But the bigger it gets, the more that's going to happen, simply by virtue yeah. of, of, you know... The format, what the it format, is. format, exactly. Um and in that, it, it was, as far as I could tell, essentially created to be a Twitter alternative, period. Uh, and it's pretty visible for the most part in how it how the UI looks and that kind of thing. Yeah, so I deleted Twitter, the app, off of my phone ages and ages ago, and that was probably one of the best things I ever did for my mental health. I still have it accessible on, like, my web browser on my phone, but that's completely inoperable because it's a bad website. So it is a bad website. It makes it even more of a hassle to get on it, so I just don't, unless like something like big is happening, which somehow it still it still hasn't yet. There really is very little that's actually warranted me going on Twitter. I was getting all of the the Ocean Gate jabs from Blue Sky. I really didn't need much else. Yeah, I've actually been getting more and more of my news from Blue Sky because Twitter's become so useful for getting news. Because if you're an Elon Musk pay pig, you mean uh, useless for getting news. Yes, it's it's no longer useful for getting news. Yeah, sorry, I I I, th I thought you said uh, it's no longer useful or no longer use. Sorry, my brain's whatever. You you, you are imbibing a party favor, so oh, I, I, I I can forgive you that. <laughs> but no, like like what I was saying was, on Twitter, if you if you're an Elon Musk pay pig, you get your comment automatically boosted to the top of all the other comments. Which means actually finding out any information is useless because a lot of a lot of the everybody you're shown first is a fucking idiot dumb enough to pay yeah, you on Musk eight dollars a month, and they believe all kinds of shit, a lot of yeah. anti vax shit. I have to keep recategorizing in my brain what it means when I see the blue check mark because I'm not on the app. I was about to say enough. Like I, I haven't been already kind of like making that correlation, and so I have to keep reminding myself like just because it says doctor before their fucking name, there's a blue check mark after. It's like. 
it, it's like elementary level internet 101. Don't like literally yeah. just don't believe everything you see on the internet. <laughs> they don't have a PhD probably. <laughs> More than likely not. If they do, it was wasted because they gave Elon $8 a month. Exactly. It's Gender Swap. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast by two transgender siblings, uh, one of whom imbibed some party favors uh, as we started recording the podcast. The other one is still waiting for their party favors to kick in. Oh. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them. My name is Stevie. Get this. I see they pronouns. That hasn't changed. I set it up like it was going to change. It didn't. Anyway, but there is something very, very fun about how I've been experiencing my gender lately. Oh? What do you I've mean? been having an awful lot of fun being a very girly boy and realizing that, like, I still do quite enjoy being a little girly boy just as long as I'm being still perceived as, like, being girly in a boy body. That was, like, the same thing four times in a row. You get the idea. Um, no, I do get the idea. It used to be in mine and Shiloh's relationship that we were the couple from the birdcage, and I was Robin Williams, and Shiloh was um, Armand. Oh, shit. Nathan. What's his face? Fuck. He's Nathan so- Lane. 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 That's it. I see a Michael Caine earlier, and that confused me. Um, yeah, I was Robin Williams, and they were Nathan Lane. It's super swapped. this last year so now you're the one that does want a bit of color yes it's delightful it's so it's very very fun like they're the one they're kind of like navigating their their emotional landscape a little bit a little bit differently um and so they're adjusting uh in a certain way and i'm of course getting more comfortable i think in myself as well um and so frequently, I do feel very much like, oh, it's because I'm a woman, isn't it? Even though I don't identify as a woman, it's like I'm a woman for the bit. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. It's very uh, fun. fun f- Sorry, go ahead. Fun fact, to rewind a bit, talking about the birdcage. Yeah. Have you seen any of the press interviews that Robin Williams and Nathan Lane gave for the birdcage? No. Well, a lot of the press kept pushing Nathan Lane to find out if he was actually gay. Like it but he wasn't, but he wasn't out at the time, and this oh. was the, and this was back in the early aughts. Ooh. Yeah, that was a risky role for him to take on. It's one of those things where, like, if you came out, you, like your career would could basically You're be fucked. over. Yeah, yeah. So what Robin Williams kept doing was, if anytime anyone asked the question, Robin Williams would do a silly little bit of oh. some kind or another to distract them, so that the question never had to be answered. That's so sweet. That's really, he, really kind. Isn't it, though? I don't doubt that the people close to him knew, and I really do appreciate that. And honestly, even regardless, even if he wasn't, I think that it still is a very a, a very gentle and, like, considerate way to handle something like that in order to not put your friend in a, in a compromising position. I think that's great. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. Well, because the news section, we're going to do the flash news. We're just we're going to go right through it That's really quick. That's fun. I feel like we should do that more. I may start doing that more. Just zip through uh, but, it. You say a headline, I give I give two sentences of my thoughts, and then fuck that shit. Well, we'll probably need more than just two sentences of thoughts, but three for complex topics. Three for complex topics. Okay, yeah, that works. I'm giving a uh, set number of words to respond. <laughs> On that note, yeah, character limit. (laughs) On that note, Mm -hmm. here comes the news. 
I don't actually have any headlines. Okay. I'm doing this from memory. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I didn't want to find any headlines because that means I would have to find the articles As and I would have to reread it yeah. and it would just piss me off again. Okay, smart. I appreciate your self-awareness. All three of our headlines are about the Supreme Court. Yeah, fuck those guys. Let me just get that out of the way. Yeah, let's get that out of the way right up top. Fuck, fuck the Supreme, the Supreme Court. Court. Yeah. That's how that's how we feel here on, And also on the and also and also fuck Joe Biden, but not for the reasons you might think. <laughs> Not for the reasons it's normally said. Well, the Supreme Court in particular fucked them. Yeah, fuck Because the first thing they did was yesterday, uh, they got rid of affirmative action. Boo. Boo. Fuck that shit. Anyway, all that does is The reasoning is they it... used... Sorry, go ahead. The reasoning they used, it's discrimination based on race. There's a lot going on in that sentence, including a basic fundamental misunderstanding of the purpose of affirmative action, which was to level the playing field when it came to race, because in Ivy League schools, uh, pretty much like, okay, not all, but like a grand majority of the people being let in were white and also Nepo babies or like athletes or related to staff or generation students. And get this. So students who are let in because their parents are let in. I have bad news for you. What if the parents or grandparents were let in when segregation was a thing like you're just letting in a ton of white people the whole time and then you're like well there's no room for anyone else yeah because you kept the same fucking guys that do you see what i'm saying anyway no i do see what you're saying uh also jobs oh yeah and jo- holy shit i was thinking like I, I was reading a lot about the the ivy league thing earlier i was reading some of the stats about that so that had me thinking about that but yeah with jobs yeah <sighs> So that's, that's the first shitty thing they did this week. Well, probably not the first shitty thing, but the first notable shitty thing that, that came to my attention. They definitely did a lot of other shitty things. Oh, they did. Today, uh, they shot down student loan forgiveness and said it's something the president can't do. Yeah, which is wild. And also the president super could have done it, but he set up to fail in the courts. Yeah. So, so fuck Joe Biden. So fuck Joe Biden uh, and fuck the Supreme Court. Um... Long story short, there's presidential power that he's not using that um, the other guys would not hesitate to use and have not hesitated to use in the past. Um, but he didn't use it uh, because then that would set a precedent for future presidents to cancel student loan forgiveness. And, and what and what would we do then if more people had the opportunity to get out of debt and have financial equality? Oh, no. Why, that would be good for the economy. Yeah. I can't say something violent. I can't say something violent. Put him in a jar and shake him up. Okay. I feel better. Okay, good. I had to uh, the, the third show. thing they did. Mm-hmm. Oh. I should remember. Uh, first off, for the third case, I should mention it was based on something that didn't even actually happen. Yeah, it was basically a thought experiment that some lady made herself mad about and took to the courts. Uh-huh. Making it to where um, it basically legalized discrimination against LGBTQ plus people. Long story uh, short. Saying that if somebody has a sincerely held religious belief, they don't have to serve them. Long story short, some lady who is a website designer noticed there was a law in, what, Colorado saying you can't discriminate against your customers and not do business for them. And then she was like, yeah. well, what if somebody wanted me to design a gay wedding wedding website? I hate gay weddings. Jesus hates gay weddings, too. So I wouldn't want to do a, do a website for them. No, no gay person hired her to do a gay wedding. Nobody did. Nobody asked her to do gay wedding stuff. 
so this was made up. She just invented a guy to get mad at. Li- got mad at the guy. Yeah. Brought it before the courts. And the courts were like, and now fuck we're that here. Guy. <laughs> yeah, the courts were like, fuck that guy who doesn't actually exist. I wonder what the Supreme Court would think of the trolley problem. Since we're since we're going into thought experience, why don't we talk to the Supreme Court about Rocco's Basilisk next? We're just pulling out all the stops. Let's put some other bullshit in there. Suck my cock and ball. I hate the Supreme Court. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Supreme Court either. But you know what? Hmm. We're through the three headlines. Oh, that's good. That so felt, this has been the that news. That felt good, by the way. Just get the news out of the way, roast it, and then don't have to stew in it. Good don't to have st- to stew in it if you don't want to. It's good to stay vigilant. It's good to stay informed, but you don't have to stew in it. That's what I'm trying to. That's what. I, that's what I'm trying to. That's what we're going for. In my case, I tend to stew in it a lot. Yeah, you're pretty good at stewing. Yeah, you know what I'm trying not to stew about? Hmm. The boreal forests are on fire. Oh, hey, I thought we were done with the headlines. We are. This is just a personal thing I'm throwing in for fun. This feels like an extra headline. I think that's cheating, but proceed. The boreal forests in Canada? Yeah. Which are forests that are never supposed to burn? Mmm, that's that's good. That's great. They're on fire. Like, uh, all of them. Why are they not supposed to burn? Like, they like it wasn't thought possible, or, like, it's really, really bad if they do? It wasn't thought possible, and it's really, really bad if they do because of how much of a carbon sink they are. Mmm. That's awesome. So right now, there are clouds of smoke settling over the uh, North America. Including, uh, like, especially, like, New York, right? New York, Chicago, the Midwest, and okay. the clouds are slowly getting down here, which I don't know if you remember. About a week and a half ago, it smelled like smoke outside. Here in Florida, I, I don't go outside a lot. Hey, it was from Florida's, it was from those fires. Florida's all the way across from Canada. Yeah, all the way across the continent from Canada. <sighs> About as far south as you can go in North America, and well, no, 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 no just Mexico, in America, America. There's just more America, North America. America. <laughs> yeah, there is more North America. You know what? That was wow. I need to go back and 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 take some geography courses. I think. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Love that was embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, that's really bad. That's really bad. Yeah, it kind of sucks. So I'm trying not to think about that. You Instead, said it was like, when was it that smoke? It smelled like smoke out here? About a week and a half ago from some of the fires. I thought the neighbors were burning trash. I didn't, they were not. I didn't, I literally, it did not fucking occur to me. Because that's like so, it's such a nondescript thing. Hmm. That's fun. Yeah. So I'm trying not to think about that. You know what I'm trying to think about instead? felt like bad news what are you trying to think about instead what are you trying to not stew on we're gonna do the same segue okay no 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 i'm trying not to stew on the board the boreal forests but instead i'm trying to think about other things such as the aneuronathus do you want to give that another take the aneuronathus yeah no i said it correctly that sounds like a weird little brain monster it's not but it is the subject of our next segment dinosaur corner oh Dinosaur Corner Rawr Dinosaur Corner Rawr A Neurogonathus That's you don't You don't up. pronounce the G You don't pronounce the G I think you should Because I thought that the Neuro in the middle Was N-E-U-R-O So that's why I said A little brain monster Like neurons No I follow I think that's fun Also if it was that Hold on let me google it But yeah This is Dinosaur <gasps> Corner Bitch, are you shitting me? It really looks like that? It really looks like that. 
Are you shitting my dick right now? That is so cute. Sorry. A Nurnathus <laughs> was a genus of small Ramphrohynchinoid Ramphrohynchinoid pterosaurs. Please give that another take. <laughs> I, it won't be any better, I promise. It'll probably be worse. Okay. It was a small pterosaur that lived 150 million years ago in the upper Jurassic period. It had a short head with pin-like teeth for catching insects. Oh, I hate the little bugs. It was found in the Sol Solnhofen limestone, the same place as the Archaeopteryx, which was uh, the first non-feathered dinosaur. These guys look crazy. They're like kind of bats, like kind of, they're kind of bats. Jesus. Yeah. Why was that so difficult for me to say? Um, these are really cute. The first uh, image result that comes up is a really, really cute rendering that somebody on Reddit made. And they definitely did not look this cartoony and adorable, but I'm a huge fan. They look like bats, but also kind of like a mole that could fly. And it's got little beady eyes and sharp little teeth. And I think that's fun. It looks kind of like a rodent, but it's a fucking dinosaur. That is... Is well, technically not a dinosaur. It's a pterosaur, not a dinosaur. Ah, you know I don't remember the difference. Pterosaurs are the one that fly. So it's a fucking flying dinosaur. Whatever. Okay. Okay. No, it, I, I do think of it as a flying dinosaur, but technically being scientific is a blah, 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 blah. So we try to be accurate here. Is the saur part the lizard part? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's the only common denominator. Although it was in the long-tailed pterosaur group Ramphohychinoid... Dia, which I'm not going to try to pronounce that again. Rancho hyphenoidea. Ramphorhychinoidea. Sounded worse. Anyway, time. okay. Its tail was comparatively short. Oh. This is an adaptation which made it more maneuverable in hunting. Oh. According to Doderline, who is the guy that discovered him, mm -hmm. the reduced tail of the Anuranathus was similar to that of the pigo seal of oh. modern birds. I don't know what that is either. Yeah, there's a lot of scientific words in this one that I'm having yeah, to just is, kind of... What? Is this like Wikipedia? What website is this? This is kids.kittle.co. It doesn't feel very kiddy, does it? No, it feels like they literally copied from the Wikipedia. Yeah. Kids.kittle.co, huh? Kids.kittle.co. We've used ads? them before. Are there ads on kids.kittle.co? Uh, no, there is not. Interesting. Okay. It had an estimated wingspan of 50, uh, 50 centimeters, which works out to 20 inches. That's like barely even a foot. That's such a little baby guy. No, that's almost two feet. 50. 50 centimeters or 20 inches. 20 inches. Oh, you're right. That's like a little over. That's like one and a half. It's more than one. It's a little more one than three one quarters. and a half foot. One and three quarters. Okay, not as little. I'd feel more threatened about that. But its weight was limited to only 40 grams. Are you shitting me? So it was super lightweight, but a big That's wingspan for that little thing. For that little bitty baby guy. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, later on, a second smaller specimen of it was found, oh. uh, but it's probably just a sub-adult individual. Oh, so it's just like a, like a teen. Yeah. Its slab and counter slab are separated and both are sold to private collections. So of course, that they're not public. That sucks. Yeah. The second fossil is more complete and better articulated. Okay. It shows impressions of a large part of the flight membrane, and under UV light, remains of muscles of the thigh and arm become visible. 
That's so gross and so crazy cool. Because normally it's just bones in there. Yeah. But it's just a little bit of meat in this one. Uh, well, not actually meat, but just like we can detect where the meat was. Yeah. It's the meat imp. Yeah, I was going to say meat imprints. That sounds... That's like somebody taking their dick and just... <laughs> it does. It, it sounds like one of those nasty pics on Grinder where, like, they don't actually show the dick, but you can, like, see it against the boxers. And it's just so they can put that as their main picture because Grinder won't let you show, like, your whole dick and balls. They'll let you put your ass, though. Why do they let you... Anyway, whatever. Anyway, it provided new information <laughs> on mm-hmm. points of the anatomy of the animal. Okay. For instance, it showed that the skull was very short and broad, wider than it was long. Mm, mine's just like that. Your skull is not wider than it is long. I, I know that for a fact. You can't prove it. because it, Measuring from the back of your head forward? Listen, that's, listen. That's bigger than side to side. Listen. Listening. Scaffolding. Skin's Look, over the scaff- scaffolding. The skull's yeah. not the scaffolding. The skull's in there. This is just like a whole pretend thing. It's like it's a very Jim Henson kind of thing we got going on. No, I'm saying human head shape precludes you from having a skull. Well, I'm just saying mine's different. Is- I don't know what you're not getting. Different skull inside of everything you're seeing here. Different skull. Rest of it, puppet shit. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm too tired to argue. <laughs> I appreciate it. The Listen, real fans will know what I mean. There's a little guy puppeting it in there. Indeed. So, that is all the facts we have about the Anuranathus. What an underrated gem. It's so cute and it's so little and it looks a lot kind of like a mouse. Yeah. Only I wish there was more information on it, but... It's so cool. But there's only there's there's only a couple of them, and rich people won't really let us do more science on them. Nope. Man, fuck those guys. I don't think that rich people should get to just, like, own history. That's a, that's a problem with the British Museum also, actually. Yeah, rich people taking shit that's not theirs. Hey, did you hear the thing about the first ever commercial um, spacecraft? Oh, they're going to be launching uh, flights into outer space for rich people, and you're hoping that it's going to go like the Titanic sub? Yeah, you know, you did the bit for me. Everyone's already thinking it. Everybody's already saying it. Virgin Galactic, also, come on. And Ocean Gate 2.0, scandal, with the word virgin in it. The jokes write themselves. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. Like, that. that's easy. I'll do you one better. Yeah, hit me. Guess what I heard about today? What? Ocean Gate is selling tickets for their next uh You're excursion. shitting me. Are you kidding me? That is... The problem is people will buy it because this is still more publicity. This was still... It's still... It's on them. Whatever happens. Whatever happens, it's on them. I had never heard about this company before this. And so there's probably some rich people who are like, well, it blew up the one time. They won't do it again. They'll be scared to do it again. So now's really the safest time to go. It's like all the people who bought plane tickets after 9-11 because they were like, it's never been safer. They're on high alert, you know? Well, here's the thing. It didn't blow up. It imploded. Right, my bad. And it imploded so fast that the interior temperatures got to, to the temperature equal to the surface of the sun. What the because fuck? Of how, because of how fast it implodes in on itself with all the, all, all the uh, water pressure. Oh, shit. That's crazy. Because it's at, th- at the point that they imploded, it was at 350 atmospheres. Jesus Christ. Right now, on your, on, your, on your body, yeah. you have one ton per square inch of pressure from air pressure. We don't feel it, and we don't recognize that, because this is what we were born into. Right. This is ju- that's, just, that's just how much air pressure there is. Yeah. Now, multiply that by 350. Mm. 
that's um that's a bug on a windshield kind of thing. Yeah. Just a baker splat. That's that's the way a cookie crumbles. Also, just to be yeah. clear, the only person I feel bad for is the 19-year-old because he didn't want to go and he was terrified of going and he only went because his dad super wanted him to go and it was Father's Day and his mom was supposed to go in his place. Uh, I feel bad for him. Fuck everyone else. Actually, I, I heard more information on the 19-year-old. Yeah. That story about him not wanting to go was made up by his aunt. Are you shitting me? I fell for no. it. Made up by his aunt. Not true. His mother said that apparently the kid was real excited to go and was looking forward to solving a Rubik's Cube on the ocean floor. <laughs> So, it's still tragic in his case, though. He was still very young. He was still very young. Rubik's Cube, huh? Rubik's Cube. I do appreciate that he was more excited about being at the bottom of the ocean than he was about the Titanic thing. Because, like, to be fair, you know, most of us don't get to go to the bottom of the ocean either. This is a twofer, you know? Titanic wasn't even the biggest part of it for him. (laughs) Rubik's Cube was. Yeah. Man, a Lenovo controller, huh? Anyway. Anyway, so moving on. Yeah. We're going to move out of Dinosaur Corner. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do something we've never done before. What's that? We're going to revisit a topic we already talked about. OMG. In this case, we talked about it last week on the Patreon episode. Uh Uh-huh. So we're going to go to the segment, Take You to Church. Okay. So, on the Patreon episode, we talked about the goddess Inanna. Yeah. Specifically, we talked about the cult of the goddess Inanna. Yeah. The worshippers, many of whom were transgender. Oh, yeah. Which, if you want to hear more about that... um, It was really cool. It was really cool. Check out... uh, Get on our Patreon. Why not? Top on the Patreon. Pay us the $3 per month. Or $10 if you're feeling spunky. And uh, listen to listen to the episode. It's actually it was a really interesting episode. Yeah, I thought it was very cool. I was there. Part of sure. part of what I I read during that episode was uh, the words of Enhudwana, mm-hmm. who was Inanna's high priestess in the city of Ur in the 23rd century BCE. Uh huh. That's 2,300 years before, you know, AD or CE rather. You're about to fuck me up. Before Common Era. Yeah. So before Jesus was supposedly born, 2,300 years before Jebus. Before Jeebus. Right. Right, right. Common era before him. Right. Yeah. This happened But anyway, the words that Enhudwana wrote, mm-hmm. to destroy, to create, to tear out, to establish are yours, Inanna, to turn a man into a woman and a woman into a man are yours, Inanna. That's such a rough fucking line. That's really great. It's a great line. That's so good. Basically, this goddess had the power of gender. That's like that's just like morning affirmations type shit. It really is. <laughs> but um anyway, the goddess Inanna, we didn't get a chance to talk about her in myth. We pretty oh. much only talked about her worshippers. You're right, you're right. So now we're gonna move on from the worshippers and we're gonna talk about her actually in myth. Okay. Because a lot of so what you're not- talking about was like specific historical like examples or or at least records of whether or not it was a bunch of trans people following her, which, like, probably a lot of them. It was the conclusion. Yeah. So Inanna is an ancient Sumerian goddess of love, sensuality, fertility, procreation, and also of war. Super rockin'. 
She later became identified by the Akkadians and Assyrians as the goddess Ishtar, and further with the Hittite Soska, and the Phoenician Astarte, and the Greek Aphrodite, among others. Ishtar sounds familiar. Is that in the Bible? Do they say mean things about Ishtar in the Bible? Yeah, they probably do. Okay, the Bible says a lot of mean things about a lot of people, to be fair, and a lot of gods. Just want to double check. Yeah. She was seen as the bright star of the morning and evening, Venus, and identified with the Roman goddess. So cool. In some myths, she is the daughter of Inki, the god of wisdom, fresh water, magic, and a number of other elements and aspects of life. Random shit. Random shit. While in others, she appears as the daughter of Nana, god of, god of the moon and wisdom, but is most often depicted as the granddaughter of Enlil and niece of Inki. John, sidebar. My theory with, like, uh, deities and, like, demons, like, the, the way all, like, the different topics will be interconnected in ways that make no sense to us now. Yeah. My whole kind of theory with that is just that there are, like, cultural connotations and connections that we're missing. Like, you know how a lot of people have that debate about whether, like, you know, school subjects color coding. Like, English is red, math is blue. Social studies, uh, I would say green. Science, I would say orange. And I've made a lot of people very, very deeply upset. And it's no particular reason. It's a personal connotation. But also there's going to be like cultural context that we're missing just based on like whatever their daily life was like and based on what traits they thought had what other traits do you know what i'm saying like i think circles are yellow and shiloh thinks they're black get fucking real no they're not anyway um ugh, that's not right sorry but i think it's kind of like that indeed what colors are the subjects to you sidebar sidebar they don't have a color oh that's a hot take that i hate well, I'm sorry. I don't have the power of synesthesia. <laughs> but you don't just, like, associate it with something? Like, whenever you were in school, you didn't color code, like, your binders or whatever? No, I didn't. What the fuck? So you just wrote it on a piece of paper and you said that's good? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Don't judge me. Mm. So, Inanna in myth. Mm -hmm. Through the work of the Akkadian poet and high priestess Inhudwana daughter of Sar Sargon of Akkad, and Nana was notably identified with Ishtar and rose in prominence from a local vegetative deity of the Sumerian people to the Queen of Heaven and Whoa. the most popular goddess in all of Mesopotamia. Nice. I love the concept of a popularity hierarchy between the gods, by the way, because there are, like, underrated or less worshipped gods. That is so fascinating to me I, I i am obsessed with that i was really into the lore olympus webtoon for a time i i fell off it after a while because i for, just forgot to catch up but like social hierarchies between god i i love it it's great indeed um real quick yeah i gotta pee oh go piss i can get caught up on rupaul's drag race superstar the mobile game <laughs> Okay, I'm back. Can you hear the Miku game? I can't hear it, but odds are it's still getting picked up by the recording. This so I'll hear goal. it on the edit. This is the goal. <laughs> My former request is that you leave just a little clip of the Miku game in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the goddess Inanna. Mm -hmm. She appears in many Mesopotamian myths, most notably Inanna and the Halupu tree, which was an early creation myth, and Inanna and the god of wisdom, 
in which she brings knowledge and culture to the city of Uruk after receiving the Meh, gifts of civilization, from the god of wisdom, Inki, while he was drunk. Oh, fun. I like that it was an accident. The courtship of Anana and Demuzi, which is the tale of Anana's marriage to the vegetation god, and the best-known poem, The Descent of Anana, in which the queen of the heaven journeys to the underworld. Oh, kind of a Persephone Hades uh, predecessor. Uh, when you said the thing about the the gifts of civilization, I was thinking of that time uh, Athena was trying to decide which city to put her fountain in or whatever the fuck, and then Athens won with the olive tree, but that wasn't the same thing. Um, shit, there was something in there that... Let me think of something. It was after that, the gods... Okay, gave the gifts while drunk, courtship... The courtship of Anana, which is Anana's marriage to the vegetation god. Yes. When you said... You said veg- vegetative god earlier, and I was like, like he's sleep, <laughs> like he's, like he's, like he's like chilling, like he, like this is the this is the god that he's does in nothing. A coma. I literally thought like this is the god that's like sleeping. <laughs> he's like he doesn't really he's not active anymore. No, I meant like like god of vegetation. That's fun. That's cool. That makes more sense, arguably. Yeah. <laughs> So besides these works and short hymns to Inanna, she is also known through the longer, more intricate hymns written by Edidwana, in honor of her personal goddess and the patroness of Uruk. Uh, let's see. She's got various names that she used, which I can't pronounce any of these, but I'll read their translations. Mm. The Great-Hearted Mistress, mm. The Exaltation of Inanna, and Goddess of the Fearsome Powers. Damn! All th- Were all three powerful hymns. Okay, so those were hymns that... Yeah. Oh. Which influenced generations of Mesopotamians in their understanding of the goddess and elevated her status from a local to a supreme deity. Wow. Inanna's personal ambition is attested to in a number of works which feature her. That's fun. I really... I, you said that it was, uh, like, that person was writing for their, like, personal goddess. There's something very, um, I think, spiritually intimate and wonderful to me about the idea of having, like, a personal guide or like a personal deity and in general I don't describe to religion all that much anymore but I think that there is something very meaningful about having that kind of connection uh with a spiritual entity I enjoy that a lot I think that's very special yeah me too you know like even if I'm not religious I can super appreciate like somebody who like has that connection and is able to like take comfort or guidance in that I think that's really cool I was gonna say if I were if I were to pick a single goddess I'd be tempted to go for Anana. Yeah. I mean, you're wise in, in your polytheism, but I think that if I had to pick one, she's sounding pretty good so far. Yeah, which no offense to any of the other goddesses. I'm just saying just because, you know, Inanna's the goddess of transgender here, so... You're biased. You can't I'm help biased. it. I'm biased. Yeah, I, I, I can't help my personal biases. If the this. other gods started doing sex changes, maybe I'd vote for them, but sad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, the ambition of, of Inanna can be seen through her manipulation of Gilgamesh in the tale of the Halupu tree. What? I knew about Gilgamesh. When she cannot handle the problem of pests which infest the tree and fails to find help from her brother Utu, she attracts the attention of Gilgamesh who takes care of the situation for her. Mmm, the rats. Still, her stated intentions in this story are honest. She only wants to cultivate the tree in order to harvest the wood and cannot handle the serious and threatening pests which make it their home. Her yeah. gift of the magical objects, possibly a sacred drum and drumsticks, mm. to Gilgamesh for helping her eventually result in his friend Enkidu's journey to the underworld to retrieve them. 
yeah, that's just uh, that's exchange of goods and services. <laughs> she didn't yeah. manipulate anybody. She was like, "Can you help me with this?" And he was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Cool, thanks. Here's a drum." And that's capitalism. To play it. <laughs> and sticks to play, it, no less. Yeah. In the famous Sumerian Babylonian poem, The Epic of Gilgamesh, Inanna appears as Ishtar. Mm. And in Phoenician mythology, as Astarte. Cool. Which I think Astarte was uh, one of the names in the Bible that got, that got uh, trashed. Probably. Man, that is so interesting to me. Like, how can historians even tell this god became this god became this god? Because a lot of it is, like, oral history. And, of course, like, so, are your dogs barking? There are dogs barking, yes. Oh, they're not yours? Nope, they are next door, and they are going crazy. Yeah, they're very upset. I normally can't hear them. That is wild. Jesus. Yeah, I can't wait to see it on the recording and not be able to do anything about it. Yeah. You were quiet during that part, so I guess you could just mute it. You'll do your best. I'll Um, figure something out. Oh, yeah, but, like, historians can tell. So, like, that means there's got to be, like, one record of them being used in conjunction or in combination or close enough together in context that they could tell one was being used as a replacement for the other. So then when they see it later, they know what it means. I don't know. That is so fucking cool to me. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I just think it's epic. I just wanted to, I, yeah. I think it would be epic if those dogs would shut up. Yeah, shut the fuck up, dogs. They're still going. Do you want to play Mikus to drown them out? <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll continue on as though the dogs aren't there. Uh, in the Greek myth, the P- judgment of Paris, but also in other tales of the ancient Greeks, the goddess oh, Aphrodite the god. is traditionally associated with Inanna through her great beauty and sensuality. Mm. She fucked kind of the whole thing up. Inanna is always depicted as a young woman, never as a mother or faithful wife, mm. who is fully aware of her feminine power and confronts life boldly without fear of how she will be perceived by others, especially men. Yeah, she's like, okay, well, if you're going to perceive me this way, I'll use it to my advantage. That is girl boss behavior. In the Epic of Gilgamesh, as Ishtar, she is seen as promiscuous, jealous, and spiteful. Okay. So didn't she give him the cool drum? She did. But when she tries to seduce Gilgamesh, he lists his many other lovers who would have all met with the bad ends at her hands. Enraged oh. at his rejection, she sends the husband of her sister, Arishkagal. Brother-in-law. Brother. Come on. Sends her brother-in-law, Gugol... Gogolana, the bull of heaven, to destroy Gilgamesh's reign, uh, realm. Man, that sucks. He was like, I can't, man, because if I fuck you, you're going to go kill all the other hoes. And she was like, okay, well, I'll do that anyway. So do you want to fuck me now or what? No, you, you've made it. You've made yourself less fuckable. I would say, man, Golgolana is then killed by Enkidu, the best friend and comrade in arms of Gilgamesh, oh, for yeah. which she is condemned by the gods to die. Oh. Enkidu's death is the catalyst for the famous quest Gilgamesh undertakes to discover the meaning of life. Inanna, yeah. then, is central to the story as one of the greatest of ancient epics. That is very cool. Yeah, so she, she did set herself up as a bit of a villain in that one. A little bit. Listen... I can admire the commitment, you know. An epic wouldn't be an epic without a cool villain. Indeed. It's like Mistress on uh, on RuPaul. You don't even know what I'm fucking talking about. Why do no, I try? I, I don't. Why do I fucking I, bother? Because <laughs> it's content. That's why you bother. <laughs> you can't just we're say... Work, we're, indeed. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, like I'm right as always, but <laughs> uh, aspects of the goddess. Oh, I thought we already had those. Okay. She is often shown in the company of a lion, denoting courage, and sometimes even riding a lion as her sign of supremacy over the king of the beasts. That's crazy. Good for her. In her aspect as goddess of war, Anana is depicted in the armor of a male in battle dress. Statues frequently show her armed with a quiver and bow, and so is also identified with the Greek goddess Athena. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I mentioned earlier the civilization knowledge thing reminded me of Athena, so that's cool. She has also been further associated with the goddess Demeter as a fertility deity and with Persephone as a dying and reviving god figure. I forgot that Demeter was also related to fertility because she's usually associated with, like, vegetation and plant life and that kind of thing and, like, crops, the harvest, etc. But Bountiful Harvest arguably could also be a metaphor for, well, got a lot of, got a lot of sperm and egg. To put it as elegantly as possible. I, I, I was about to say, I love the poetry at the end. Yeah. Put it flat out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that is uh, the goddess of Nana in myth. I'm a big fan. And now we've pretty much covered... Her whole thing? Yeah, pretty much her whole thing. I quite enjoy. Uh, I, I feel like she would be um, interesting to observe as a deity. I feel like she'd have a lot of festivals... Because she's got a lot of topics to cover, you know? That is true. And I'm always game for a lot of festivals. I'm a big festivals guy. <laughs> big Isn't it? Hey, hey, super sidebar. Isn't it so fucked up that festivals used to be like Bacchanalian like rituals and stuff, and now it's like, go to rave and take acid? What the fuck are you talking about? I would like a village festival, please. No, I would like one too. I, I, I do feel like something has been lost. Something has with been lost. The lack of village festivals, and the prob- and the thing is that like people who you know attend festivals in general, like obviously for a lot of them, it is more of a spiritual experience. I I know that like the rave scene in particular has a very familial aspect to it, and so for a lot of people, it is about community, and I think community in a sense can be very spiritual. But I do think that when it comes to many, many, many majority of mainstream music festivals, aka your Coachellas and whatnot, it's got all fucked up. Oh, it's capitalism. Yep, it's always capitalism. It's I wasn't cap- going to say it, but you know. It's about capitalism. You, you got there in the end. I got there in the end. It'd be cool if we got back to the Bacchanalian shit. No, it would be. I, I definitely agree. So we're going to move on from the goddess Inanna. Yeah. Going to move on from the take you to church segment. Uh-huh. And now we're going to go to mischievous boys. Today, uh-huh. I want to talk to you about Michael Dillon. Who? I was about to ask, do you know who Michael Dillon is? But you sort of just answered it by saying... That's just two, guy, that's just two guy names. Well, you should know about Michael Dillon. Okay. And I'm going to tell you about Michael Dillon. Because Michael Dillon is important. Hit me. Michael Dillon is the first trans man to medically transition. No fucking way. Full name was Lawrence Michael Dillon, oh, but... Michael Dillon. That's three, gu- that's three guys' names. Was the first trans man on, on record to undergo gender-affirming surgery. Hell yeah. He was a doctor, a philosopher, a poet, and a seeker of spiritual enlightenment. Hell yeah, dude. 
His quest for self-understanding and freedom led him to transition, leave behind his previous life, and begin anew as a Buddhist monk in India. Wow! Born in May of 1915 in Kensington, West London, Dylan grew up in an Anglo-Irish family who were heirs to an aristocratic title, the Baroncy of Lismullen in County Meath, Ireland. I did not expect this story to start there based on how you just said it ended. Wow. Anglo-Catholic in West London. Aristocratic. Anglo-Irish. Anglo-Irish, sorry. But were they Catholic? Not all Irish people are Catholic. In fact, they fought literal wars over that, Stevie. Oh, shit. The fucking Troubles. That was part of it, yeah. Oh, my God. That That was stereotyping. I apologize. He was raised with his older brother by their two aunts in Folkestone and attended St. Anne's College, which at the time was a woman-only college in the University of Oxford. Oh, shit. Dylan was aware of his trans identity from a young age. In his memoir, he recalled walking with the 18-year-old nephew of the vicar in Oxford when he was suddenly struck by the thought that the other young man thought of him as a woman. Oh, shit. He wrote, It was a horrible moment and I felt stunned. I had never thought of myself as such, despite mm. being technically a girl. Yeah. That is, that is, yeah, a lot of trans people can relate to that. After university, he began medically transitioning. Nice. How do you even go about that in 1915? It wouldn't have been 1915 by then, but you know. Dylan, a king rower and president of his college boat club, graduated in 1938 and took a job at a laboratory in Bristol where he began medically transitioning. He sought treatment from a doctor who was looking into medical uses of testosterone and was prescribed hormone tablets. That's crazy. Hey, tablets? Tablets, yes. I hate that athletes ruined everything for me. And I have to do the whole fucking needle song and dance, and that's like a whole thing. The doctor recommended Dylan talk to a psychiatrist before treatment, but this led to Dylan being outed to his work colleagues and forced (gasps) to leave. Fucking of course, right? Jesus. He took on a job at a garage where he was mocked and misgendered by his colleagues. And the typescript of his memoir, Dylan wrote that this was the worst period of his life before eventually crossing it out. Damn. Dylan was hypoglycemic and would often faint due to his low blood sugar. Oh, God. While recovering from one episode at the Bristol Royal Infirmary, he met a plastic surgeon who went on to perform his top surgery. (gasps) That's so cool. He was provided with a doctor's note that enabled him to change his birth certificate and later update his legal name. Shit, that's crazy. He described how all these things helped him to escape what had been a prison of darkness where he hadn't been able to live as his true self. A short time later, Dylan was accepted at Trinity College, Dublin, to begin his medical studies. There he spent his school breaks undergoing a series of gender-affirming surgeries under the care of Harold Gillis, widely considered the father of modern plastic surgery. That is so cool. It was during this time that Dylan became the first known case of a trans man undergoing phalloplasty. What? The surgical creation of a penis. What? That is wild. Which, by the way, I'm getting this from thepinknews.com. Oh, I forgot I still had the uh, neurognathus. So, Dylan's love of writing brought him closer to another trans innovator. While at university, Dylan wrote about the intersection of ethics, medicine, biology, and trans identities. In 1946, he published Self, a study in ethics and endocrinology. It was with this work that brought him into contact with Roberta Cowell, a former racing car driver and World War II fighter pilot, 
who would later become the first trans woman in the UK to undergo gender-affirming surgery. That's so cool. Also, I looked up a picture of Michael Dillon. He's very handsome. He's a very dapper gentleman. The two began frequent correspondence, and for Dylan, it was a romantic attachment. Aww. T for T, love. That makes my heart so insanely happy. According to his memoir, he purposefully cultivated a reputation as a misogynist to hide his trans identity because he had to, quote, be careful with women. Damn. But it was different with Cowell, and it was clear from his letters that he felt a deep connection even though she didn't return his feelings. Oh, that's okay. But that is is sweet. He even risked his medical career to perform an orchiectomy, a surgical procedure to remove a testicle, on Cowell before he received his physician's license. Oh, Jesus, that's dangerous. The relationship ended when, shortly after Dylan finished medical school in 1951 and Cowell transitioned, he proposed marriage and she turned him down. Come on, guy. Bummer. That's okay. Dylan left his life in the UK behind and joined the Merchant Navy as a ship's doctor. Sorry. Getting rejected and joining the Navy is, like, so manhood. That's so fucking funny. Sorry, guy. That blows so bad. But there is something humorous in that still. In 1958, while still at sea, Dylan was outed after the press reported the altercations, the alterations to his name and gender <sighs> in the records of peerage. <sighs> to avoid the unwanted media attention, he fled to India and retreated to a monastery to become a Buddhist monk. Yeah. That sucks. That's what drove him there. He took the name Labzeng Javaka, which is derived from the name of Buddha's physician. Dylan continued to write poetry as well as manuscripts and essays. He wanted to tell his story on his own terms, which led him to writing his memoir, Out of the Ordinary. Wow. However, just a few weeks after finishing the autobiography in 1962, Dylan died aged just 47. God damn, that sucks. No cause of death has ever been revealed, though there were some baseless rumors that he had been poisoned. Okay, alright. After Dylan's death, his brother wanted to burn the unpublished autobiography, but the manuscript was saved by his literary agent. Thank goodness. It would take until 2017 for it to be published in its entirety. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah. So, wow. That's Michael Dylan. That is so fucking cool. History is crazy. Man, that sucks. British press has been ruining shit since forever. Yeah, pretty much. The press thing. I, I, a picture of the newspaper popped up. It was saying, A strange discrepancy exists between the two main reference books of the aristocracy. It concerns this family. Blah, blah, blah. So they're saying this person turned to a man. Blah, blah, blah. Man, that's none of your business even. Like, yeah. Have you considered chilling out? No, I actually thought that we were going to talk about Michael Dillon longer than that, but I the thing is that like how long it, how much information there was. Yeah, I mean it was very succinct and like I like I feel like it's very straightforward. And I don't have to like sum up a lot, but it's just like, man, that's fucking cool. Man, that's fucking cool. Man, man, that's really cool. <laughs> it's just how I feel across the board. It's just man, that's so cool. While you guys are here, you should go follow Gender Swap Podcast on Tumblr.com. I reblog things, and I also post quizzes that I'm looking at doing. It's really cool. I like going back in Tumblr and seeing the stuff that people had messaged me about because it's stuff I asked about on the podcast. I don't remember talking about Roko's Basilisk but not being able to remember 
what Roka's Basilisk was about, but somebody submitted an ask on Tumblr. It said, the scary AI is called Roko's Basilisk. Because I think I just kind of like haphazardly smashed together everything I knew about it and told it on the podcast like I knew you something. Did. That's great. That's good. You did. You couldn't get the name. You couldn't remember what the name was. You were but trying so hard to remember I said everything I could remember. Name. Yeah. That's really fucking funny. Tumblr's a bad website. <laughs> Tumblr's a really bad website. Man, most websites these days are turning into bad websites. Hey, let's talk about it. All websites are really bad right now. Do you know what I realized the other day? What? Not the other day. Like, literally today. I was like, huh, you know, whenever I press the little Windows button on my computer, it pops up a bunch of news articles, and it doesn't matter how many times I X out of them or thumbs them down, it just keeps showing me new ones, and there's no options to turn it off. Yep. I got a really, really bad headache yesterday by the end of the workday because, oh yeah, this is my first week working 8 to 5. Uh, not an office job. My home is, I still work from home, but it is, uh, yeah, it's answering phones still. But uh, yesterday I got a really bad splitting headache and I was like, huh, if I don't stare into the evil box that makes my body and brain hurt for eight hours a day, because it's it's nine hour shifts, one hour lunch, uh, for eight hours a day I have to stare into the evil box or uh, I die. <laughs> or I don't have money and I don't have a house uh, and I don't die immediately but it makes it harder to live, doesn't it? Yeah. The problem's always capitalism. Yeah, Capitalism that's... is why Windows now has ads yeah. in Windows. Yeah. And news articles in Windows. Yeah, that's Capitalism sucks. is why all the websites suck now. Like, I can't... I You really can't, like, customize your own experience anymore. Like, it's always, like, maybe later instead of no. Like, Tumblr has a fucking Tumblr Live feature that you can't permanently turn it off. You can only click snooze tumblr live for seven days in your settings and every seven days you have to remember to go back and click it again it doesn't remind you it just pops it back up so it fucks up your whole dash so you keep accidentally like clicking on it and it sucks because no one goes live on tumblr because get fucking real the problem is capitalism i don't have like a fun bit it just um yeah the problem is capitalism it just stinks i don't know what to tell you yeah it just stinks huh yeah capitalism does that it makes everything eventually shittier and shittier Everything stink. So this has been Marxist Corner. <laughs> Stevie Socialist Corner. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. You got it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Awesome, so this quiz is titled, Spend a Day as an Idol, and I'll tell you what your company assigned for Sona would be. There are eight results. Anyone who guesses which idols I was thinking of when I wrote the, the result descriptions gets bonus points. The Tumblr user who created it is one Ustual. So that's O-N-E-U-S-T-U-A-L. It's been created by you, quiz user. We us. So I'm assuming this is referring to K-pop idols. That's my assumption. Okay. All right. Let's get your company signed for Sona. Question one. A couple quick questions before your day begins. Where would you be in the age lineup? So I guess in your in your group. Oldest member, in the middle, but older than most of the members. Right in the middle, in the middle, but younger than most of the members, or youngest member? I would be the oldest member. Hmm, okay. Question two. What would your position be? Leader, short vocalist who could outsing 90% of idols, tall, long coat rapper, visual whose job is to be cute and funny and sing sometimes, or main dancer who raps and sings for fun? I would be the tall coat rapper. That tracks. <laughs> Question three of 18. Okay, on to your day. It's 7 a.m. and you need to start getting ready for today's schedule. How are you feeling? 
I'm ready to get up and at him. I'm a morning person. I don't really want to get up, but I know I'll need as much time as possible to get ready. Ten more minutes in bed wouldn't hurt. I really don't want to get up, but the other members are being too loud, so it's not like I could fall back asleep anyway. Or, LMAO, I am getting up at the last possible minute. LMAO, I am getting up at the last possible minute. Tracks. Question number four. You just got finished getting ready. How are you dressed? Really trendy. I always make sure to keep up with the latest styles. I look so nice that the styles will barely need to do anything. I just grabbed a random top and bottom from the closet, but I look okay. TBH, I don't mind what I go out looking like. That's what stylists are for. Or, well, since I got up so late, I'm barely out of my PJs. Makeup is out of the question. Well, since I got up so late, I'm barely out of my PJs, so makeup is out of the question. You and I are different. Question five. It's practice time for the next couple hours. How are you? Uh, I pick up the choreo the quickest, and I'm able to help the other members. I'm having fun and joking around with the other members and choreographer. I struggle learning the choreo quickly, but I don't let it stress me out. It's exciting to learn new stuff, but I'm mostly just looking for a break and lunch. Or I'm picking up on the new choreo, but I'm thinking more about how I'm going to mark the choreo so I can sing stably. Uh, let's see. I am having fun and joking around with the other members and the choreographer. That's delightful. Question six. It's finally lunchtime. What are you eating? Chicken breast and a protein shake. T- three, 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 closed eyes and then a line for a mouth emote. I'm trying to bulk up a bit. Option two, snacks are brought from the dorm. Option three, nothing right now. I'm taking this time to nap. Option four is Inky Gaio sandwich. And question, option, shit. Option five is I'm eating bites of what the other members brought because I forgot to pack something. I'm going to go with uh, nothing right now. I'm taking this time to nap. You're very sleepy. Question seven. After lunch, it's time to head to a show for promotions. What are you doing in the van? Napping on the way there. Impromptu karaoke session. Surprise V live. V live be live eating snacks or headphones in and staring out the window while the chaos unfolds around you uh headphones in and staring out the window while the chaos unfolds around me you'd be so brooding question eight sitting patient oh shit fuck question eight you arrive at the show and it's time to be styled what are you doing sitting patiently and making sure my stylist can get their job done asap accidentally tripping in the background of other groups behind the scenes content behind the scenes cameraman which usually means teasing the other members relaxing on the couch after being styled or walking around and mingling with staff and idols from other groups relaxing on the couch after being styled question number nine before you perform it's time to go on that program's variety show how are you acting Playing along with whatever game they're having, partly for the camera and partly because it's fun. Winning the game, I'm the best at variety show games. Trying my best with the game, but I really am losing. Keeping to myself mostly and only participating when I'm prompted. Or, I'm over it, TBH. Variety shows are my least favorite part of schedules, but I try to be engaged for my fans. Uh, I'm gonna go with trying my best with the game, but really, I am losing. Delightful. I appreciate that you're trying. Question 10. At the end of the show, there's a game to see who gets to be the ending fairy tonight. Do you get to be the ending fairy? I don't think I understand the the context of this, but hell yeah. Yes, I wanted to win ending fairy. It's fun. Yes, but I didn't want to be. No, but it doesn't matter because I'll probably photobomb the other member's ending shot. No, and thank goodness I really did not want to be. Or no, and I'm kind of bummed about it. I was like the few extra seconds of screen time. Uh, I'm going to go with no, but it doesn't matter because I'll probably photobomb the other member's ending shot. What a little shithead. Question 11. After the variety show, it's dinner time. What are you eating? Pizza and fried chicken, whatever the program's providing for us, more snacks for my Mary Poppins bag of treats, chicken breast again, or I somehow got takeout for my favorite restaurant. I somehow got takeout for my favorite restaurant. That's precious. The suggested quiz is, are you a saint, a witch, or a hysterical? So I'm just going to open that for later. 
Um, question 12. You go on a VLive to pass time in the green room. How do you act in your lives? I'm always up close to the screen, reading out comments that will let me tease the others. I really play up the fan service. I say I'll date one of the fans, but only for a few seconds so other fans can date me too. I try and preserve the member. I, shit. I try and preserve the dignity of the members who play up the fan service. I sit in the background and only look up when prompted. Or I'm usually not on VLives because I'm napping or socializing with people in other places. I'm always up close to the screen, reading out the comments that will let me tease the others. Hell yeah. Question 13. It's time for you to perform. What minor thing goes wrong for you? My earpiece falls out and mic pack starts to fall off. I wasn't able to make eye contact with my fan cam camera. I had to lip sync that one high note that I wanted to hit live. The show made us change some of the choreo. Or I trip over my feet a bit and pray that it wasn't caught on the main camera. I trip over my feet a bit and pray it wasn't caught on the main camera. Yeah. Question 14. At the end of the show, it's time to find out who won. How are you feeling? Nervous. We've worked so hard this comeback and we really deserve a win. Confident. I know we're going to win. Happy no matter what. I know we've worked hard, but so has every other group here. Relieved. After such a long day, it's finally almost over. Or excited. All I wanted to do, all I want to do is hold that trophy and have so much fun on that encore stage. I'm going to say relieved. After such a long day, it's finally almost over. Yeah, sounds very intense. Oh my god, question 15, you won! How do you react? I'm crying like a baby. I can't get through my part of the speech and any lines I have to sing on the encore stage. I'm pretty much floored. I can't believe we've won, especially with such great competition. It's the first time I cry since... Uh, shit. It's the first time I cry since debut. I just feel so grateful for everything that's gotten to me to this point. Phew, if we had lost to some of those other songs, I'd be so upset. Or, I feel such pride for myself, my group, and for the amazing fan base we have. Phew, if we had lost to some of those other songs, I'd be so upset. You're so negative. Question 16. It's time to head home. What are you doing in the van? A celebratory V-Live. I'm unable to shut up about winning, but in a making people laugh way. Screaming our winning song at the top of our lungs. I'm sitting silently, but entertained by the other members. Or somehow napping. I'm sitting silently, but entertained by the other members. Okay, somewhat more genial. I appreciate it. Question 17. You arrive back at the dorms. It's about 10 p.m. and it's finally the end of the day. What will you do? Take a shower and get into bed. I'll stay up for a bit, but we'll sleep soon. Option 2. I'm going straight to sleep after getting cleaned up. It'll be another long day tomorrow, so best to sleep. Option 3. I'll stay up to order takeout for one last meal while watching TV. Option 4. I'm staying up for a few more hours to play video games. Option 5. I'm staying up to send my fans messages on Fan Cafe and my personal Instagram account. I'm going to take a shower and get into bed. I'll stay up for a bit, but we'll sleep soon. Smart. Question 18. What kind of animal would you choose to be represented by? Or you can skip this. Have a great day. Mwah. Heart emote. What animal would you choose to be represented by, Micah? A bat. A bat. That's so good. Let's see what your what your company assigned furry is. Ah, turtle. You're the kind, sleepy, subversive member. You're probably the main dancer, which surprises people because they think you're so quiet. Your members feel supported by you and that you're one of the most naturally talented people. That's really sweet. It sounds like your it sounds like your your other members really appreciate you. Well, all right. This was a fun quiz. I thought that was really cute. No, it was really cute. I'm just I'm just I was trying to think of some way to riff on it and and make fun of it, but I don't know enough about the and idol the, world. I don't to either. Really be able and to the thing is, like the 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 love this person displays for it is so genuine that I'm like I'm not gonna fucking like I'm not even gonna riff on that because I don't understand enough. So I'm like I'm just here to soak it up. And honestly, I am kind of curious to to kind of take a peek into like idol culture and i know that in a lot of cases it can actually be very negative and it can be very intense and so i am intrigued to look a little more i guess into that side because i haven't really engaged with that side of the internet aside from knowing not to piss off bts fans 
But it seems they kind of yeah, it seems they kind of give everyone else a bad rap though. But again, I just don't know enough about idols to really be able to make any kind of like cogent joke. Fair. Completely I, removed from me. Have I ever seen a turtle fursona? I have. You have? Yeah. I've seen like a shark sona before, which I thought was very cute. Ah, mmm. These results suck a little, actually. Um, hold on. Okay, I shouldn't say that. Someone is probably very passionate about these. Let me put in Tumblr after it. Um, these are cats. Some of these are still just cats. And some of this is just Ninja Turtle shit. That's a wolf. That's a cat. It, okay, it's a mixed bag. You know, I really expected more, like, Ninja Turtles shit. I mean, yeah, I mean, they would naturally be the most popular turtle Sona. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if anyone else has a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Sona. Undoubtedly. I'm sure a lot of people do. Sorry, hold on. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle OC. Shit, that's such a long title. Why they do such a long title? They could have just done Ninja Turtles. Period. They could have said the theme song that they were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That man, but they tell you what it's about up front, don't they? <laughs> they do. There's 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 no uh, there's no ambiguity as to what kind of story you're getting into. Yeah. Yep. There's people's OCs. Oh, it's like it's like sexy turtle girls. You know, a surprising number of. That's the internet. That shouldn't be a surprising number of sexy anything. That's stupid. I don't know what I thought would fucking happen. I'm just shocked you were surprised by it. I don't know what I expected. I walked into that. All right. They took anyway. the shells off a lot of them, and that doesn't even look like a turtle then. Let her be bulked up, is all I'm saying. A turtle's not going to be fucking skinny. It's a turtle. Its torso's really wide. Anyway, whatever. Don't even do a fursona if you don't even think the animal that's based on is cool. If you want it to look like a turtle, but you don't want to do the shell, that's a fucking lizard. It's a lizard sona now, isn't it? Anyway. You're very Jesus. passionate about this. Yeah, I just think there are rules to these kinds of things. I, I can see that. There are... <sighs> you weren't the one disagreeing with me. I'm being defensive. I'm trying to get better at where I'm directing my anger. <laughs> Indeed. My therapist would be really proud of me. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Stevie. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Micah. Thank you. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, I think we have enough for an episode. It might be a little I... bit of a shorter episode when I edit it down, but we'll, we'll see. I agree. Also... I like this corner so much. Recording in this corner is really comfy, and also my desk chair doesn't squeak. Did you notice? No I squeaky. I did notice. Exactly. No squeaky chair. Awesome. That's going to be so cool. I hate listening back to the episodes and hearing the squeaky chair, and then I'm like, stop wiggling, idiot. And then I'm like, well, I can't get comfy in the desk chair because it's a plastic desk chair. Okay, well then go to the corner, and I'm in the corner, and it's awesome. And in my the case, chair you if, gave you me. The, if you hear the squeaky chair, it probably is me. Yeah, now I can just blame it on you. But this is that this is that stripey chair you gave me. Oh yeah, it is. And it's like insane, no comfy. And also, hey, I mean to ask, what is this type of chair called? It's called a wingback. But it's not a wingback because it doesn't have the actual wings on. It doesn't have the actual wings. The wings would the other armchair I have is a wingback because the the headpiece of it like it extends sort of like towards the sides. But also, there's no arms, and so I'm like armless wingback chair and then I'm like it's an armless armchair the fuck are you talking about and that just brings up a bunch of like dining room table or dining dining chair dining room chair results whenever I look for that I'm trying to find a cover for it because of the arm that's like shredded by a, what a cat or whatever I don't know it's still it a, really was a good cat chair. yeah also who's cat Andrea's cat Andrea used to have a cat Andrea used to have a cat it ran away while we lived in uh oh yeah that's sad that's really sad yeah the cat tore this thing on up 
really good and I'm not smart enough to reupholster it. So <laughs> for yeah. now, I'm just looking. I'm just looking for a cover until I figure it out. Maybe one day I'll figure out what this type of chair is called. It's not a wingback because I looked that up, and that's that's got the it's got the fucking wings. I'll ask Andrea. That's a good idea. She's more likely to know. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. It did was you her. hear that? I did hear that. What was that? I don't know. That was cool. That sounded explodey. And not in a fireworks way. That was fun. That's cool. I couldn't tell what that was. That's just all of a sudden, it's just like noise. Yeah, that is what it, yeah. Did a bird hit your window? No. It was a distant boom, but not in the way that a firework or gunshot is. In a different kind of way. And I'm not used to hearing, hearing that kind of boom. Doesn't sound like a trans, 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 transformer boom, I don't think. Because it sounded bigger. I don't know. I don't know. Guess we'll find out. Or maybe not. Who can tell? Not me. So anyway, I think we have enough for an episode. Yeah. So Stevie, where can people find you? Oh my God, I was just waiting for you to ask. Steve, did you hear that boom? Sorry, Shiloh came in. What the fuck was that? Yeah, it sounded like it was right outside of the front door. Okay, I thought it sounded like it was coming from like back there. Didn't sound like a gunshot, didn't sound like a firework. Didn't sound like a transformer booming. I don't know, there was some people- Next to us, like that way. I wish it'd stop. Some idiot was firing a gun in our neighborhood last week. Did I tell you about that? No, you didn't. No one got shot. It was crazy. Huh. Long story short, it seems like some kid got his ass beat and then started firing a gun into the air, which, you know, ass stopped getting beat. Um, but it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, yeah, that is a lot. Yeah, Shiloh was, like, leaving the house when it happened, so that was cool. That was fun. It was, like, the house diagonal to us across the street. It was crazy. It was a whole thing. Um... And the same day, I had accidentally been at the scene of a double homicide. Did I tell you that? Why didn't you tell me this earlier in the podcast? Because to be honest with you, it was not actually a big part of my day. (laughs) What in your day could possibly outweigh being accidentally at the scene of a double homicide? It was after. (laughs) I mean, okay. Okay. So, like, I was getting a fun little drinky drink. Uh... And it turns out that that the like McDonald's across the plaza, two people got shot. Uh, it was after, and I talked to the to the lady at the store, and I was like, "What's all the cops about?" Because I literally pulled in behind two cop cars, so they were still pulling up. And I was like, "What the fuck is happening? What is going on?" And there was a lot of police tape across the parking lot, and I thought, "That's none of my business." And I got a little drink, and I asked the lady, and she was like, "Shooting? I don't know." We didn't hear anything, though. And I'm like, okay, how the fuck did you hear that it was a shooting then? So I don't know. Anyway, I found out later. Uh, yeah, double homicide. And there were five other cop cars on the other side of the lot. So that was cool. And yeah, then like uh, literally later on that day, there were fine gunshots in, the, in, my, in my neighborhood. Cops were there. There was a helicopter above. But again, nobody even got shot. So it was fine. Uh, and then Shadow went to the gym. And I... Smoked. What else are you going to do? Yeah, that's about all you can do after a day like that. I mean, shit. I have more interesting things to do. Oh, yeah. So I have a website. It's called stevieb.com. That's stevieb.com. It's so cool. Also, I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash stevie underscore B. I'm also on TikTok. I'm not on the app as much, though, because it um, sucks a little bit. So I would say 
catch me on Tumblr, Gender Swap Podcast, or Stevie B Stinks, uh, or catch me on Twitch or on my website where all of those links are, and it'll be way easier. And also, you can join my Discord server there. I love seeing people join my Discord server who say they discovered me through the podcast because that's crazy. That's awesome, and that's so cool. And I get notified every time one of you joins because it makes me feel special and loved. Micah, where can the good people find you? The good people can find my music at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. Also, if you're on Blue Sky, uh, MX Maxwell Music is my handle. I was literally about to say, and if you're lucky enough to get into the exclusive club that is Blue Ski, uh, go ahead and find us. I'm pretty sure I'm just Stevie B. I was able to snag it. Not that hard. Yeah, I think you were. I'm, I'm the first Stevie B on the platform. That's cool. That's special. Awesome. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we also have a Patreon, which for a mere $3 per month, that's $3, one, two, three... You can get all of our back episodes of bonus episodes, which we have as many bonus episodes as we have live episodes. Double the us in your ears. Double the us in your ears. Or if you're feeling uh, spicy, you can sign up for $10 a month, and I will read your name at the end of the podcast. Like? Hold on, I forgot to bring up the list again. Such as Louis Meikle, Rose, P. Wilbo, and Cassidy Johnson. That's very cool of you guys. Thanks. Thanks. We love you. We do. We really greatly appreciate the, uh, your support of the podcast. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's Patreon. Cool. We already talked about the Tumblr. We already talked about, talked about your website. Fuck Twitter. Um, I don't know. Sometimes you can find me on Neopets, but, you know. Go, girls Go Games occasionally. I've been dabbling in Girls Go Games lately. I digress. Anyway. All right, so I guess nothing left to say, but (laughs) bye. Bye.